Hey there, brother. We made it. It's February. Holy shit. That last month was so long. It was hell. I really fucking was. It, yeah, it was not good. This, I think, this... like, it's definitely a, an F-tier January. Yeah, of all the, the, the soft apocalypse is starting to get a little blood in it now, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, it's starting to become a hard apocalypse. A hard apocalypse? You had to yeah, kill? We're, I think we're at, like, showed apocalypse right now. Oh, no. We're, like, semi-apocalypse. Mm. But regardless, we are going to get fucked. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Good Morning Toy World, your source for semi-premium adult-related toy content. I'm your host with the most, your ghost with the most, your one, your only, Pepperoni. And joining me, as always, via Dadalite, the daddy of Diaclone. Tony, did you want to say hello to the people? Hello, everybody. I did call it a chodepocalypse, by the way. <laughs> the chodepocalypse? That's... That's a that's a pretty good um, candidate for episode title. Let me find a sticky oh, note. Wow. Start right out the gate. You know, we because we've become so semi-professional at chodepocalypse, um, <laughs> at what we do, uh, you know, we got... It's, it's a science. It's a system. Um, we've pulled back the curtain so far that people know now that we, A, do not prepare for this show whatsoever. Yeah, no, it's, it's all ad-libbed. And B, we have to take notes before we forget things. Chodepocalypse, chodepocalypse, chodepocalypse. Okay. Sometimes we don't even buy toys in preparation to talk about them. That's true. Um. I don't remember the last time we had a toy news section or segment. <laughs> Yeah, well, toy news kind of sucked because yeah, the it still only does yeah the only stuff that's like air quotes news is like Marvel Legends does the exact same thing they always do every single time, or mm-hmm. like Star Wars Black Series gives you exactly what you'd expect from a Star Wars Black Series, and like I feel like all the fun news is stuff like people. <laughs> people bring us in the wow they're like or yeah the questions they're like hey did you see this cool thing and we're like no let's google it right now on air yeah again with pulling back the fucking curtain too much we don't want to admit that you guys are better reporters than us absolutely but that is kind of you're you're here for the tony and logan hour yeah, if and we were I'm somewhat sorry. savvy businessmen, we would be hiring our audience to produce the show and to do yeah. segments because you guys are way better at, you know, research. You're probably way more articulate, some of you, mm-hmm. not all of you. This also um, isn't a job opening, by the way. Sorry, guys. We are just too fucking broke for this. Yeah, if I pass the torch, I have nothing left. The torch is, <laughs> it's like my <laughs> my tiny little flickering bit of light in this fucking pitch black hellscape of a dog shit world. And if I give that away to somebody else, what do I have? I have nothing. That's the only reason why I'm still here. Is because, like, if I, if I were to go, like, what, what would happen? What, what, <laughs> yeah, Tony, Tony stays under duress. He's like, if I leave, Logue will just kill himself. I'm, I don't need that blood on my hands. <laughs> so now I can't kill myself. Because yeah, then, then my ghost is going to be all like, oh, man. It's like a, a weird move. It's like a weird reverse suicide pact where like we're both keeping each other yeah. from killing ourselves. 
I think that's called a uh, friendship. Oh, that's kind of cute Aww. and sweet, actually. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Um, I, There's a little bit of toy news for something that, like, was revealed a while back. Yeah, piss on my tits, daddy. Um, fuck her five bucks. Um, <laughs> uh, Theo Adams, amazing Transformers reviewer, one of my faves, um... He posted earlier today on Twitter in-hand images of Transformers Legacy Bulkhead. A Generation 1 style version of Bulkhead. Not the G1 toy, but like, you know, the the, the like unifying, like, here's your G1 now uh, version of Bulkhead. And uh, it looks great. Um, his pictures were better than any stock photo could ever take of that toy because now i'm i was like on the fence i was like yeah it's cool but i don't really need one uh after seeing his in hand pictures i'm i'm on board i think it's very cool and i think i will be picking this up hell yeah that's exciting so uh, i guess toy news is that transformers legacy is starting to show up everywhere now well everywhere air quotes um so uh, keep a lookout if you're a Transformers fan, which I know some of y'alls are, because those should be showing up any time now. Fuck yeah. Like That's... early too, because I know a bunch of pre-orders were like, coming in April, December? And then it's like, yeah, no, it's February, why not? Go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of cool and neat and weird. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's, it's about it's... toy news. <laughs> <laughs> toy news segment. Toy news. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Um, what's been what's been going on toy wise for me? I feel like so I work at the toy shop now. Yeah. And there there are many temptations. There are many mm-hmm. things that I see or get to play with or clean up or. Mego uh, Planet of the Apes oh, figures. God no, well, I'm okay. I'm gonna say fuck that boomer, uh, fucking boomer bait bullshit. The like Captain Ursus. No, don't because you're gonna end up being a big Planet of the Apes guy after this. Right, I'm gonna talk mad shit about Planet of the Apes and be like, isn't that just a show where Charlton Heston rapes or whatever? Fuck that show. Um, and then people are gonna remember that, and then like a year from now they're gonna do like Mego throwback like ape figures. And then I'm going to be like, oh, I started collecting Planet of the Apes. And then I have to uh, be reminded that I'm a hypocrite. Although, like, mm. the way my goldfish brain works, though, is we get there and I just totally would have forgotten that I said that. Yeah, that's that's fair. I kind of get that, too. Yeah, I have a barely functioning brain. That's actually one of the scariest things. Um, that's what, like, keeps me up at night is that, like, maybe my brain doesn't work good. Um <laughs> You know, because we need to be honest with ourselves here on the cast. But working in the toy store, uh, oh, so I guess for the people that the tangent that that was based on was I I put out a uh, a Planet of the Apes figure like sixty seven I think they're from and it's a Mego figure. Yeah, and uh, that sounds about right. Captain Ursus or General Ursus, I don't know anything. I don't about read apes. things. Uh, but yeah, it's like a fucking five hundred dollar toy, and I'm like, ew. Uh. <laughs> Uh, no, so there are many temptations in the toy store, but I feel like I'm being indoctrinated into the cult of fucking Mezco. Oh, yeah. It's all all my co-workers, uh, talk about, 
they fucking love Mezco, and I fucking love Mezco. I think Mezco toys are fucking incredible. They're amazing toys, mm-hmm. but I'm like, ha- no, I I can't. I just <laughs> like, they're they're wonderful. They're fucking wonderful, and I would love to have like we get we get um like some of the horror movie ones come oh, through. Okay, yeah, occasionally the like um whatever their house brand is called with like the Gomez toys and the like special ops and all those but mostly my coworkers snatch those up because they love them mm-hmm. um but like yeah we'll get like um uh coolest fucking jason Voorhees you've ever seen mezco come in and every time something like that comes in i'm like oh hey hey there jason Voorhees, or <laughs> hey there penis with the clown or hey there freddy and like i have rep- representations of all of those characters whose names i made weird um I have NECAs of all of them, and they're wonderful, and they're great toys, and I love those toys just fine, but something in me is like, but wouldn't a fucking dope-ass Mezco with, like, cloth goods and way better sculpts? Yeah, wouldn't those be way sweeter? And I'm like, yeah, tiny fucked-up voice in my head that keeps me collecting, that would be sweet, but I'm like, do I need, like, $100 versions of my, you know, my $30 toys? Yeah, well... I think it depends on the toy like if it's something that you're like like oh man i want the premium version of this and like when the 30 dollar one f- works for the time being then i think it's okay to upgrade to like the hundo like if right. it's if it's a toy that's gonna like keep you up at night for for impulse buying mezco stuff that's very much like nah i, I can't get behind that because right. they are so much up there but like be but if real. I'm upgrading and then I get rid of my $30 Jason or whatever, yeah. then that's acceptable, right? Or because trade thir- towards the $100 Mezco. Right. Yeah. I, like, I've got a feeling it's going to happen at some point. There mm. will be, the, like, if it keeps on raining, the levee's going to break. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's just like, how nature works. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if, you know... If I see another fucking Freddy Krueger come through there, I'm probably going to go for it. Because mm-hmm. also with my collector brain, I'm like, oh, Freddy came out a long time ago. Those are going to start showing up less and less. Maybe I should just get this them. This is also true. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, like, I love those representations of those characters. Mm-hmm. But, like, do I need a premium version and it's also in the chosen scale it's it's six inches tall so it's like this yeah. beautiful boy it's the good and one. like NECA's are seven and i'm like oh you're mm. slightly too tall but i don't know it's sometimes it works the, sometimes it doesn't <laughs> yeah these are the struggles of toy collectors and like maybe maybe that is just the natural progression of a toy collection it's like you have your your entry level Monsieur Voorhees, yeah. and you're like, you're a very cool hockey mask slasher boy, and I love you. But then he sits on the shelf for a year, a year to three years, and then you feel like you've matured, right? You twirl yeah. your mustache just a little harder, and you're like, mm, but yes, I am a man of culture and taste <laughs> and affluence, and I must spend my money. Yeah, oh god, yeah, no, I'm looking at shit around as well, and I'm like, yeah, my, really my only, like, Evangelion figures are a metal build and a very rare Chogokin. Right. 
my the only like xenomorph figure representation I have is a quarter scale. So <laughs> I, I I get that. I wouldn't say that's a premium either. You fucking right. piece of shit, garbage on yeah. my desk. First uh, <laughs> piece of shit. Fucking slimy cockheaded asshole. Uh, I you can't touch it or else it'll crumble to it'll dust, turn to ash. But it does have great shelf presence. Right? I just can't look at it without my eye beams making it lose balance. Right. Um, so, I, I don't know. I guess I'm... But then again, there's also the, like, flip side to you. Sometimes the shitty toys are the better toys. Right. Like, I mean, I love me my Kenner Batmans. I mm-hmm. don't want a Hot Toys Batman. I mean, I was playing around with the idea of the, like... The Kilmer Batman. Right. Like the Hot Toys one. Right. But I'm also like, I don't know. I mean, I've got... I've got the cool Kenner ones. I've got more attachment to, like, those Kenner toys, too. So... So... Let's say... Wait, who's who's your favorite Batman? Like... Like Screen Presence Batman. Oh, you know it's Adam West for me. It's Adam West. Okay, so if if I'm maybe they even have they might do <laughs> do you do you have a representation of Adam West? Batman I do right actually. Now? Yeah, and who made it? Is it the? It's the McFarlane one. McFarlane. So if you know if they made a perfect <laughs> Adam West like one sixth or one twelfth, like a or let yeah let's oh, go. Oh yeah, one twelfth. Yeah, one twelfth. If if Mezco made one. Would I'm that gonna be enough see if you? that exists already because because it, <laughs> it very well might because they do they do make um, DC stuff. Um, would that be enough for you to to do the move that I'm talking about, where you move out of the sort of accessible collectible and move into the like fancy lad toy? Because uh, oh, I feel oh, like no. my watershed moment is either gonna be like what I talked about with Freddy because I'm like, ooh, he's getting hard to find. Maybe this is yeah. the one. Or, like, Mezco's gonna be like, by the way, motherfuckers, we're doing Bioshock. Or, like, something that, like, means a lot to me. And then I'll just be like, okay. Six? You have a one-sixth Big Daddy already. No, I know. I love him. But, like, if they made a chosen scale one and he was six inches tall, I would go for it. I don't know, man. Like, I I got rid of my... And it was a very... It was a rare NECA. You got rid of your NECA? I got rid of my NECA ones because I have the one-sixth. The biggie. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, and I think at this point too, the NECA one was worth more than the the one six at the time of purchase. Yeah, because the trade. NECA one went up to like two hundred, three hundred dollars. It was up right? there. It was up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and then I think the the Big Daddy was like closer to five. So maybe I'm talking out right. of my ass. Yeah, um, maybe talking to. A, out your booty cheeks yeah so uh, i don't know sorry i was just trying to give an example so it's for me it's either going to be an upgrade move or yeah. like a watershed moment of like that is the perfect license and i'm so fucking excited that that exists here yeah, we go fair. kind of thing um which that that's a very real potentiality because mezco gets fucking great licenses so. it's true i guess it also comes down to like what do you want in your collection Right. Like ultimately, what do you want in your collection? Because so. I think I'm I'm moving away from bigger scaled toys. That's like I don't think there's definitely room. Fair. <laughs> like I don't think there's room in my collection for more twelve inch tall 
big ass dudes. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember how big my really big toys are. I f- my stupid big three A's. Are they like they're not eighteen inch? They're like. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like that. bot killer or whatever. Yeah, they're like twenty four inches or something like that. They're like. Yeah. Stupid big. Um. Like at the time getting there's like that instant satisfaction of like, yeah the like the primal brain kicking in being like big toy good, um, but then you get home and you're like ah oh, where am I putting you yeah big toy big where do I put this big, big toy, toy big not good and then I end up doing it twice with the fucking world's best robot Remus as well because I'm like <laughs> I love the orange and cream colorway plus it's big toy, and I mm-hmm. I think it was also cost not lots comparatively so i was like fuck it let's jump on it and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's just so big and then same with um not as big but i have the one six scale 3a totem which is like right. i think that one's actually closer to 18 inches mm-hmm. and it takes up like a whole detolf spot nothing else can yeah. go in there it's like long wide tall it is just a cube made of arms and legs. Uh, mm. I think I even have them kind of crouched a little bit to fit in there. Right. But it's like, I'm like, oh, why did I, why did I do this? What yeah, because, like, after a point in your collection, like, space becomes the most precious commodity it of all. Really it's does, like, yeah. Like, after, like, I put up some shelves for some miniatures, mm-hmm. and I moved over a bunch of carded stuff that kind of lives behind the door now. Um... But it's created a bit of wall space, and I'm like, ooh, okay, that's that's precious space. How do I best utilize that? So there's still open space there. But, like, yeah. like you can only fit so much into your, wherever your collection lives. And, like, the reality of most of, well, maybe I shouldn't make assumptions about our listeners, but, like, I assume most people are, like, renters who it's, yeah, like, yeah. their toys probably occupy their bedroom, or if they're lucky, maybe they have a spare room that is a toy room. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so yeah, space becomes this like, yeah, it's so precious. Like, how do you how do you make the most out of it, right? Like, how do you display the most shit, keep it the most organized, and not have it cluttered? Because like, negative space is important too. If you have mm-hmm. like ten cool toys and they're shoulder to shoulder crammed into a single section of uh, detolf prime example all of my 3a zombies and drop claws and shit they're just like smashed in there you can't even see them yeah like i don't know it gets to a point where you know there's there's no there's no more room left yeah maybe that's when you start collecting the more expensive versions and you get rid of the cheapos <laughs> that's 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 the alien for me like i had so right. many NECA Zenos that i just like mm-hmm. they were so gangly and weird like they're great i love them but I think I love the concept more than the execution. Because it's right. like, it would be really cool to have a swarm. But right. how can you realistically display a swarm and not make it look cluttered? Right. And you, yeah, and you, the answer is you can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so... just like nary impossible. And like the NECA xenomorphs, they fucking rule. They do. But like once you, once you place them down and you take into account their tail, the mm-hmm. footprint of that toy isn't the footprint of any other six or seven inch toy you have. The footprint of that toy is fucking humongous. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. such a big <laughs> boy. Like, yeah. 
and and again it's like a bunch of them your brain wants that my mm-hmm. like army builder brain wants that so bad but you get more than like one or two xenomorphs onto a shelf and it's pure chaos yeah no i, I yeah, i'm with you on that it's uh sometimes you gotta gotta cut out stuff and then just have one or two things yeah i think i'm also reaching the point in my collecting where i'm ready to get rid of a few things which is weird because normally the pipeline is stuff comes into my collection and doesn't go anywhere unless i give or trade it to you and that's it like that's the pipeline (laughs) it's like i buy a toy it is mine forever or maybe tony gets it if it's like you know if it's four years later and it's a transformer i haven't been displaying so like (laughs) that's kind of the pipeline for me but like i'm even looking like even talking about my 3a uh like drop cloths and stuff i'm I'm like, do they even really bring me that much joy or should I just get rid of some of my 3A stuff? And that's kind mm. of a weird feeling for me. I'm like, it almost feels like a weird like disassociative thing where I'm like, am I even still me if I, <laughs> if I get rid of those things? That, that is so the much... problem with, and this is a thing I do, and I think this is a thing I talked about very early podcast days too, is a lot of times, especially like gift toys... Uh, almost act as, like, a fucking, like, physical save point for, like, a part of your life. Mm. So there's a lot of times, too, where I'm, like, I'll, like, look back and reminisce on, like, certain figures I've had forever. I'm, like, I still remember the exact birthday or Christmas I got this toy. Right. And, like, it's, like, getting rid of it is, like, like, I know it's not the same as, like, discarding the memory, but it feels like it in that moment. Yeah. You know? Um, I so, feel like there's something wrong with us. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm sure uh, there's other people that listen to it that are like, oh my god, that's exactly how I feel too. Uh, and I really hope so because I don't want to be a crazy person. I don't <laughs> want to be alone. <laughs> um, yeah, or it's just like... Like, oh, I got, I remember, like, getting this toy on this very specific day, and it's, like, an amazing memory for me. Of course I can't get rid of this toy. But, like, mm-hmm. there's been so many other times where I'm just like, oh, fuck, all right, another Optimus Prime. Uh, right. So, yeah, I, I definitely do a lot more cycling through toys. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I just, I did a, a, a trade out at Langley just this weekend as well because i'm like i had to do some stuff out that way and i'm like ah, let's whip together a quick bag and see what i can pick up from toy traders um right which i holy shit uh that was a unexpected amazing haul by the way uh, <laughs> have we talked since then uh, uh yeah i think i told you i got a few joes but like right i got the joes i didn't tell you about the toy trader stuff unless you know what? Let's go into the next section. What did you pick up this week? What did you grab? What did you, did you get any cool toys this week? Uh, I got a additional faker. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Because, <laughs> again, like my f- fucked up um, army builder brain. Um, 
Actually, no, I can't even blame my army builder brain. I do, in fact, want to army build fake ores. I would love to have... I think three is a good amount to have for me. Okay, okay. You know, like a little a little army of robo-he-mans who are out to destroy He-Man and or satisfy Skeletor sexually. I don't know what they do. It's definitely the latter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this isn't even my fault because this was a gift when I oh. <laughs> showed up at work one day. So shout out to B. Thank you for giving me a faker. Um, nice. But yeah, nice. so I, I have a fake or, but I didn't get any, I didn't go on any toy missions. Um, I have, I have some errands to run in the morning tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I might hit up like Walmarts in different parts of like, I might go out to fucking Langford no shade, Langford, if you're listening, but I fucking hate going to Langford. Um, <laughs> but I think there's a Walmart out there, so I might try and like hit the Walmart out there and nice. see if there's different toys kind of thing. Cool. Yeah, that's a good plan. Good plan. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. Uh, well, I, I grabbed you a toy, but you know that already. Oh! That's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I was picking up Pokemon Legends Arceus on Friday after work. And because the checkout was so long, I ended up curling down by the McFarlane section. And then I saw the, the Raven Guard Space Marine. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. shit, that was a colorway that I, I don't hate. This is cool. Yeah, so. it's a, a black black Primaris Marine with a white helmet with red eyes. And yeah. I'm a little bit chapped that they stuck him with the chainsword and pistol because I'm like, they keep doing that for like everybody. And I'm like, no, there's no, we have enough chainswords. Yeah. <laughs> also stop. the pistol just does not fit in the hand very well, like at all. Yeah. So. It just like scale wise feels small, even though. Oh, I, I also small. meant like physically, like it, like the hand position just doesn't want to hold the pistol right. <laughs> it might oh. just be on mine though. Yeah, I, that might be a you problem, because I don't have that problem with mine. Okay. Yeah, he holds the chainsword okay, though, so I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, so I, I, I showed you it, and I was like, hey, check this out. And then you were, like, excited. I'm like, well, I guess I'm getting you one. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Thanks, buddy. Uh, no problem. Uh, and then... Yeah, I got, I got you stuff, too. Hey, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I know what one of the things... No, I know what two of the things are, so... I, no, I think yeah. I know what all okay. of them are. I think you know it all. I think I know it all, Lamar. So that's, yeah. Thank you again. Yeah, the, uh, was it the Eco Warriors Invader Pod? Nah, that was the Star Brigade. Star Brigade Invader Pod. The, the toy I I should have picked up last time I was in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, Tony, Tony was texting me and was like, hey, is that still there? Because, like, if so, like, I want it. Can you put it aside for me? And I was like, I was like, hell yeah. And then I was like, oh, surprise, I broke it and bought it for you. Because, <laughs> like, I, was, I disassembled it to put it in a bag, and it's got these really thin green yeah. hoses that sort of tab into various places. And I was popping them out, and one of them was just, like, and broke. And I'm like, Fuck Oh, it was, like a, like, a bad brick? Or, like, this drop a drop of glue should do? You can make it work. You're good at what okay. you do. Oh, good. Okay, um, that's sick. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I was like, surprise! I broke it, and then I also bought it for you. So <laughs> it's yours now. <laughs> yeah, I break it. It's yours. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was in a very Joe heavy um, mood because one of the areas I needed to go was close to Fort Langley, which um, that antique mall had a bunch of like Joe stuff the last time I was there. And I wanted to clean them out of everything, but I just, I couldn't because it was just too close to Crim Cram. 
and right. I needed to buy other things for other people. So mm-hmm. this time I was like, all right, I remember there being a bag of mystery in there. And I thought I saw some cool stuff. So I'm like, you know, let's, if it's still there, I'm picking it up. So get in there, go in, see some cool stuff. Grabbed a bunch of 90s Joes, uh, including a Flak Viper, which is, Ooh. he's ugly. He looks so gross. I love him so much. He's like forest green, or no, not forest green, but like, like your standard ass green with like a gray, like titty sling type of shirt. Like he's got like one boob out type of thing. Fuck yeah. Uh, and pops of bright, bright fluorescent orange. So That's good. Sick. So good. Uh, and then also there was something else that I was very excited about, but I can't remember. <laughs> right. I, it was, I was just grabbing anything that had obnoxious colors. Uh, and also, I, I'm going to be for real. I mean, Sam... The, the, the new the, Sam? Not the new Sam, but uh, the the some dude Sam is gonna be like. Of course, Tony doesn't remember the names of things. I don't fucking remember the names of Joe's. <laughs> Look at I don't remember shit. Names. I fucking love Planet of the Apes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was like a couple Joes in there that I thought were neat, and they were like cost not a lot, so I, I threw them in the bucket. And then Ooh. I found the bag, and I'm like, all right. There is most definitely a Slaughter's Marauder barbecue in there, which is like a weird ass colorway of a dope ass toy. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this toy normally goes for the price of this whole bag on its own, even if it has like a busted dick or a thumbless section, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. I can probably trade whatever these extra bits are to to get a replacement. So I picked that up. And then on the way back, went into Toy Traders, brought in a couple things, got a fuckload of store credit, which was awesome. Uh, Picked up two more Joes from there. Uh, One was an Eco Warriors guy with, like, all of his bits, so that was cool. And the other one was something else that was fucking rad. It was another, like, neon disgusting boy, and I loved him so much. Um... And then, so, New Sam was also there, so we had a good little chat, a good little talk, and uh, we were looking at the McFarlane stuff, and I talked about, like, oh, yeah, the, the like, Violator, the big-ass Violator looks cool. I wouldn't mind getting that at some point. And he was like, oh, we had a loose one in our, like, Wampa Cave. Let's see if it's still there. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, but I didn't remember seeing it, even though I, like, walked through that area. But he was he was there, kind of hidden behind like some other stuff, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, okay, I'll get that." <laughs> so I finally yeah. got the Violator from McFarlane. Holy shit, that is a heavy ass toy. It is a big ass toy, and I love it so much. It's are we talking like Spawn Violator? Yeah, Spawn Violator. I bought a Spawn toy. Which uh, which version of Violator? Uh, the newest one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's brand fucking new. Uh, someone traded in loose, which is again, thank you, mysterious stranger. Um, but yeah, it's super articulated, crazy good details on it. 
Um, he's and it's just a solid, beefy chunk of plastic. Like I cannot get over, I cannot get over that. Like it's just, it's wild how thickums this boy is. And now, is he meant to sort of go alongside, like the Kickstarter spawn kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So like all all of those ones that are coming out. Uh, I think there's, yeah, there's like the cowboy spawn. No, no. The only, uh, the only current spawn I have aside from this violator now is the, Mm -hmm. uh, the Mandarin spawn. Right. Because that was one of the toys I had as a kid. Did you get the blue or the red version? Uh, I got the red version. I saw the blue one. It's cool, but like, I don't know, man. The red one is a lot more. Red's, red's classic. Yeah. Also, I say kid, but definitely more like teen. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, kind of mid so, to late like, teens when you, I was. Do you need the Kickstarter up. spawn or? Uh, I don't even really remember what it looks like. It's. It's just wh- like a definitive deluxe spawn. I mean, it'd be cool, but it, like, it's not anything that I'm like hunting down. Mm. Mostly because I haven't seen one kicking around, but. Yeah. But I know that they're also doing, like, different versions of it with, like, here's one with a sword, here's one with an axe. Or am I thinking of a different thing? That's the Mortal Kombat one. Uh, oh. Well. That's the one from, like, MK11 or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Are you... Hmm. Kickstarter spawn. Kickstarter spawn. Included Todd McFarlane nameplate where he wrote his name in (laughs) red pen on them. Oh, that is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna lie. Guys, you need one. That's really well done. (laughs) Oh, actually. Yeah, we got we got two of them at the shop. Really. Um, one... This is going to be a lap, I know, but... (laughs) No, um, no, the people can know. Uh, One of them, I think, is the unmasked version. Okay. Oh, yeah, where he's got, like, like, the the football stitches in his head. Yeah, so if that's something you are interested in, uh, I can get you more details. Um, I definitely am more into the masked version. Yeah. Just because that's how I remember all my toys were. Uh, yeah. But also, it's definitely not a absolute need either. Right, and it's it's a pretty spicy boy. I I can't remember what we've got him out for, but he's uh, he's not a he's not a cheap spawn. Yeah, no. Everything every sale thing I'm looking at under this Goog search is floating around the the two mark. So uh, um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so that's I would I would rather spend that on. Something else. Oh, another toy. <laughs> a different toy. A, a not spawn action figure. I would rather spend that on four to five Mortal Kombat spawns. Yeah, the same one. And then Voltron them together. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah. weird desecration because they are technically corpses. Yeah. I'm into that. That's kind of fun, right? That's a fun thing to do. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, other than that, it's it was lots of jokes. I'll probably post them on uh, post them on the Discord. There's a lot of like 
That okay, that bag of mystery. I gotta go back to that as well. So there were two Marauder figures in there. One was low light, mm-hmm. one was barbecue. Low light's missing his thumbs, but he's nice and tight. Everything else is great. Uh, so I'm sure I'll be able to find something to replace it. If not, that's okay, because I'll just angle his arms slightly to the side. That's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um But like there's a bunch of like fodder in there and some like weird nightmare fuel customs like someone made yeah. like a weird like prisoner of war joke. No. I-, I sent you pictures of it but like yeah, they used like, one of the ninja for whatever oh yeah he has a one arm cut off and i think he used a lighter on it because it has that like yeah that like fucking tryptophobia style like bubbling that plastic bag right. can get Right, right. Uh, and then he painted fucking, like, bone and viscera in there. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then, like, wrapped around, or painted, or wrapped around, like, something to make it look like a tourniquet. And, um, yeah, so it's made out of, like, three or four different Joe parts. Mm. Like, definitely different torso, legs, head, and arms. Right. Um, but it's one of the Ninja Force guys, one of the dudes that has, like... The blindfold over his eyes. Right. So he's like Oh, it was it was I think it was the Tiger Force Duke body that mm. was used. So there's like I would have been so pumped with the Tiger Force Duke torso that I could use for something cool. So, um So I've got <laughs> I've got some a custom story here. Um, oh, I wanna hear it. There's there's some fucking toy guy somewhere in Victoria who yeah at some point did a bunch of like vintage Star Wars customs oh no but their technique was kind of butts and they used like safety pins to like do a lot of the like head bashing because I think instead of popping them and popping new heads on which is hard to do with Star Wars figures don't get me wrong uh-huh. it's really hard to put an arm or a head back in if it's come out um, but what they would do was they would shave off the sort of uh, the, the peg from the head and they would like jam a plastic safety pin in the neck hole and like super glue it and then jam the head onto that pin for the articulation and so these weird customs are permeated throughout boxes of random shit at oh, Cherry Bomb. Fuck. Like, there's just... They've ended up in the sort of... Uh, in the sort of... Uh, like, ecosystem of boxes of old toys. So, like, yeah. they've, they're around. There's more than one of them. And on two occasions, a safety pin has just got me. Or a push pin has just got me. No! Where, like, hazardous. I stabbed myself in the thumb, like picking up a toy but one of the ones that's actually complete because the problem is is they're all in bits and pieces in various boxes so it's just like an arm with like this push pin safety pin thing that's been like glued in place that's just like a finger dagger but one (laughs) of the ones that's complete we've called him shankle tooth (laughs) and we've kept him and it's a snaggle tooth a short snaggle tooth yeah with a joe i think it's a joe knife that's been like (laughs) Uh, hot glued into his hand or super glued into his hand so he's just holding a blade and then a fucking cigarette sticking (laughs) out of his mouth with like a painted tip and it's like clearly a toothpick that somebody cut painted white 
drilled a hole in, jammed it in with some glue. <laughs> and so he lives in a place of pride, like in our sort of back area, like up on a shelf. Mm. But uh, oh, I anyways, feel like I've the, seen that one. Yeah, that's the I'm story sure of Shankletooth. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, that's great, but like, wow. right yeah yeah it's it's weird and bad like customs are great the concept Mm -hmm. of making a custom is wonderful but i would wager a guess and a gander and a thinkums that there are more bad customs out there than good customs definitely as someone that has made customs there are 100 confirm yeah because i've made some dog shit customs Right. Don't get me wrong. I've ruined so many toys. Like, enough that Sid from Toy Story would be like, yo, dog, chill out. Yeah, um, ease up. Ease up on the throttle there, bucko. Ease the fuck on up. But, like, I think at that point, too, you kind of have to realize that, like, no one wants your fucking broken toys. <laughs> yeah. Unless no. it's like, I've commissioned you to make me this custom... Like, the second you roll up to, like, a Toy Traders or a Cherry Bomb with your, like, yeah busted-ass, fucking garbage-ass toys that you're like, I made Leia, but I sharpied in her boobs. Yeah, it's like, I sharpied That's garbage. A, you're a giving brassier. us garbage. Like, yeah. oh. It's, it's true. Uh, so whenever these weird thumbtack fucking customs show up in our, our bins of bits... Uh, whenever I come across them, I, I throw them away. At this point, there's yeah, no joy to be had to. other than Shankletooth existing. And who knows, with those weird customs, maybe if one of them was still complete and as hilarious as Shankletooth, maybe he would get a place of pride next to Shankletooth. Yeah, like, well, it's if too it's bad just that they're like... fucking tetanus hazards. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> You're going to want to yeah, use your the, jaw at some point. If there was just, like, Tijuana Vacation Han Solo and, like, somehow <laughs> they had, like, turned his sh- his vest into, like, a dope, like, Miami Vice, like, weird shirt and given oh, him, Oh, man. Like, Do a head transplant from, like, G.I. Joe Chuckles with, like, Han Solo <laughs> head? Oh, yeah. there we go. All right, I need to buy two toys now. No. <laughs> and uh, some push pins. Yeah, the pushpin thing is so weird. Like, what a strange way to try and articulate and, like, assemble your toy. I get it, though. And, like, that is very, like, perfect kid brain. Right, that is prime kid brain. That, like, that makes sense to me. Because it's, like, yeah, pushpins are somewhat easy to get. Especially if you have, like, someone at home. Yeah, bored at home. Or, like, you're, like, I'll go to the office depot or the like the dollar store section and like whatever grocery store Mm -hmm. grab a pack of push pins get your old toys crack the heads off and just do this shit but it's like yeah i don't know like the second your your toys can give you fucking lockjaw i i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah just just maybe don't my guy (laughs) maybe don't my dude (laughs) But I do get it, and it's like there is a part of me that's like that's pretty smart. Like I'll, yeah. I'll give the I'll give them credit when credit's due, but just yeah. don't do it again. I guess, so. <laughs> I guess so. I've also been stabbed by them way less than you have, so I <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, do we have more to cover, or do you want to hop on to questions? Let's. Let's answer some... It's been a little bit since we've answered anything, so let's... Uh, yeah, let's I'm also kind of on... T- 
I'm kind of on team fuck wow till I can think of a good one, so I, we're gonna not. Do yeah, that let's keep it. Again. Let's keep it off for a little bit. We'll we'll give it a break. Let's just keep give it, it a rest. Chill. Let's just let's, let's just see what happens, chill, baby. Let's just go where we feel. Let's just you know. Let's, let's just, just party. Um. Okay, I should run party. the intro though. Oh shit. Okay. We were we were gonna talk about before we get into that, we were gonna talk about okay. uh Movie Land Arcade dying. Oh yeah. Yeah. So oh, for the no. listeners who maybe don't know the storied history of Movie Land Arcade, Movie Land Arcade is the grossest, nastiest, dirtiest arcade. Uh, on Granville Street in Vancouver, and mm-hmm. Tony and I have many a tale that take place in Movie Land. For me, I, because it's no kids allowed, because this arcade that has, um, that has like, you know, House of the Dead, all kinds of fighting games, tons of wonderful games in there. Uh, in the back has coin slot jerk off porno booths. Yeah. So you put a a coin in. And the porno starts, and I think it is where hobos bust nuts. And I went in there at a young enough age where it was inappropriate for me to be in there. And I remember, like, a weird sort of, like, adolescent discovery that jerk-off booths are a thing. Um, Yeah, by the way. There's a lot on that street. (laughs) It kind of cemented itself in my brain's heart as this place to visit when I'm in Vancouver. And for Tony and I, it, it was also like one of our meccas. It's like a thing we yeah. did whenever we were in Vancouver together. Um, we go and, and play some house of the dead and chuckle about jerk off boots. Yeah. Trade in a five spot for a stack of quarters and play whatever pinball machines weren't out of order. Oh, Oh, also, um, uh, Colm, uh, yeah, King Gloom, friend friend and fan of the show, uh, mm-hmm. sweet baby boy. We love him to death. Uh, him and his brother have been on the cast numerous times. Uh, he wrote like a eulogy. Yeah, for... he was the one that found the corpse, essentially. Yeah, he discovered the body of, of yeah. Movie Land closing. But he wrote this amazing eulogy, and I haven't done it yet. So this is a me tomorrow editing thing. But I am going to do a... This is how we'll close the episode after questions. Okay. Is we'll, I'm going to do a performance of what Colm has written. And I will do a dramatic reading. Uh, I might edit in some sounds to make it feel like a fully cinematic audio experience for the listeners. Um, it's something I had talked to him about doing. He sent me his... his uh, his script that he wrote. Oh yeah, no, I, I was reading very... it as well, and it is, it's, it's moving. wonderful. It's moving. So and... I've just made a bunch of work for myself uh, post show, but I am happy to do it. So that'll be the send off, <laughs> I guess, for Movie Land. Did you want to say anything about Movie Land before we? Uh yeah, it was always this weird like, an enigma is probably the best way to put it, and to sound very douchey talking about it. Uh, it was never a place that I went to as a kid. Well, you're not allowed to. Well, yeah, we're not allowed to, but also, like, it was always just this weird, scummy place of mystery that I always wanted to go to. Right. Because it's, like, arcades growing up, like, 
growing up there was like a handful of arcades and like we never really went downtown like as a family in general uh we'd always kind of go to other other spots and like arcades would come and go we used to have a giant one called palladium which would have been like peak going to movie land age for me uh so and then by the time that was gone i switched over to home consoles and everything so mm. I think my first actual movie land experience was with you during one of our early day hangouts. Fuck we, yeah. We went there and it was great. We played we played a lot of House of the Dead, which is a very like traditional game for you and I to play whenever we go to an arcade and we see it there. Mm. Uh, played a lot of pinball and yeah, it was just it became something very special later on in life for me Mm -hmm. um was it a little weird ass little grease hole of course it was because granville street's a weird ass gross grease hole right um so it just it fit in perfectly so yeah it it kind of sucks that it's going the way of everything but like i'm glad that we were able to have our our moments there and i'm glad i'm glad that it was a part of our lives in a weird way yeah it's it's interesting it's like it's just this special weird little fucking greasy arcade that's not for children no it's like it's a moment in time, a moment a in time moment that was time. frozen in time for yeah. us to experience. Yeah, and like my experience with it as a younger person going in there, like homeboy who ran it must have been like taking a shit when I came in because like <laughs> they're like guarding the door, so like oh, I yeah. probably went in and like did a lap and then got chased out with a broom kind of thing nice nice like it's like i didn't like hang out and play games it's like i snuck in saw some shit i probably shouldn't saw a dude cranking a batch yeah yeah just just like a really handsome hobo just having a proud masturbatory experience (laughs) um yeah so movie movie land is weird and wonderful Mm. and it's just sort of this beautiful little vignette and moment in in time and space um and i think like like i had been before we went together but it i don't think it fully became special and real until it was something that like we shared you know yeah yeah that's fair i i I get that i mean like i said i only really have memories of going there with you involved does that mean that they're accurate probably not but i mean i've lived in vancouver my entire life so yeah, it it's taken <laughs> it's taken on a mythos. Like it's yeah. like truth, logic and reason have nothing to do with the storied memories that exist in my brain mm-hmm. of Movie Land Arcade. It is it is a myth. It is a fucking dragon. Yeah. It is fantastical. It's yeah. RIP. Yeah, RIP. You were you were the the goat for using all the, the acronyms. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that you introduced it to me, uh, which again was funny because I remember the first time you asked him like, oh, let's go to movie that place fucking rocks. I'm like, are you sure? Cause that place fucking sucks. 
<laughs> it's a weird, weird dingy hole. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm glad. I'm glad we got to make it our Special. thing or one of our things, yeah. and we got to share it with uh with some friends as well. Yeah, totally. Like Colm and Brandon. I feel like we took a few other people there, didn't we? We took Adam there as well. <laughs> sorry, Adam. Yeah, sorry, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Um. I remember one of one of the one of the JO booths took one of my quarters because I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's see what happens. I'm curious if these even work still. Uh, they didn't, but my eye was very itchy after uh, looking through the people. <laughs> yeah, so so shout out to Movie Land, rest in peace, and yeah, um, yeah shout out to to Colm. And, yeah, thanks, uh, Colm. Yeah, I'll make a magical magical reading that we'll close out the episode with uh, questions. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, let's, let's do it, let's do it. Questions from the Discord. Some dude says suicide pact by choking on small parts? Question mark? <laughs> uh, uh, I feel no. like that's what we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, no, reverse suicide pact where Tony and I agree to keep living. Yeah, and, and we all stopped chewing on, on toys parts. like we all used to as kids. Right. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm gonna, no is my answer to that question. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm nah, nah. I respectfully decline. Nah, thank you though for uh, inviting us to one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> this could get a lot darker, but I'm I'm gonna avoid that because I don't want people to be literally like actually yeah, concerned doing, about doing myself. wellness checks on you after the show. Yeah. No, no, I don't want to get fucking beaten up by a cop. Black jelly yeah, bean fuck, man, fuck uh, pep. Since you got into Masters of the Universe, do you still have the same opinion on DC Primal Age and the Savage World figures? Yes. Ah. Um, I, I only remembered my opinion after reading this question earlier today, or uh, previously, but I still think they're kind of butts. Because um, I think that was my old opinion. <laughs> it was that. your... Uh, yeah, that's the yeah. tamest way of putting they're kind of butts. Okay, I probably said very mean things. Uh, yeah, I think I still have the same opinion, Asterix. So, I don't like the, uh, the Savage World, uh, Batman stuff. I don't like the, or sorry, Primal Age Batman. Um, I don't like the Savage World, like, Freddy Krueger and stuff that they did. Um, but Asterix being, if... They did official, like, Motu Origins versions of things. I would probably like them more. Like, if... Uh, like, they do the the WWF, or, sorry, WWE, like, fake Stone Cold Steve Austin that's a Motu Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a wrestling guy, so they're not for me. Um, but I think that I like, because it's taking... It's taking the aesthetic, but it's also adding the things that I like about the current Origins line with the articulation, the posability, <laughs> the ability to swap out bits if you wanted to do a custom. So I think I'm more inclined to like something like that, but it's, I don't think I really, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd collect them, but I'd be more, I'd be easier. Accepting. You'd be more accepting yeah. of their existence. I should just stop being a dick all the time, I think, is what I've learned <laughs> from all of this. But uh, You're fine. Yeah, I guess so. You're fine. Know. But yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, I still think the Savage World stuff are kind of butts. We, we have a Freddy Krueger 
at work that's in the case and i moved him around today and i was like man you are just not it bud (laughs) i wonder if it'd be better if it was just straight up like the exact same like movie outfits but in the proportions of motu would that be better oh like there's less of the the he-man code of yeah yeah is that is that what's throwing you off maybe yeah Hmm. because it seems like kind of like uh bizarro worldy like it's yeah it's got like it's got a bit of conan on it it's got a bit of he-man on it it's not yeah it makes it makes those properties feel very out of place yeah, maybe I don't like the mashup aspect of it because we're mixing two aesthetics as well. Yeah. Like two um Yeah, it's it's like when somebody takes their car and puts like Ghostbuster Ghostbuster decals on their car and it's just like cool like late 2000s Subaru. Yeah, shout out to your Nissan Sinatra Ecto yeah. 21. Yeah, it's just like it's just not quite it because it's like it's almost that thing, but then it's not. There was okay, funny anecdote about that. Uh, there was one mm-hmm. dude that I kind of like loosely know out from like fucking like Halifax or Nova Scotia or some shit. Huge right. Ghostbusters guy, got like the fake vanity plates that say like Ecto One, but they're like New York on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has his real plates on the front. Um. His car got vandalized at, like, beginning of Panini by people being like, go back home, stay where you are, virus spreader. Oh, because they thought he fucking drove in from New York. Mm, I love that. (laughs) So, like... Oh shit! Like it's not cool, and like it's so not why, cool. But it's like it. Why I love it is because like it tapped into like in the beginning of the demic. Like I remember seeing like Yankee plates and being like, "What the fuck are you doing here, bud? Go home!" <laughs> like that was like my my thought. Uh, like I would never obviously like changed the, just now too. Holy shit! <laughs> I went full Canadian, bro. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, careful i'll start doing my jordan peterson oh Um, no yeah no like i had those thoughts but like obviously i wouldn't vandalize someone's view yeah no but like i remember seeing like yankee plates at the beginning of the demic and being like why the fuck are you here you dumb piece of shit go home (laughs) fuck i was doing that with like alberta plates too i'm like yeah Yeah, berta get the fuck out i've got family members that live out that way and i was like just stay there um Anyway, Uncle Jason, any thoughts on the Tetsuo Iron Man piece that Blitzkrieg and Unbox Industries are working on? I have no thoughts on it. Is Tetsuo the Iron Man like the, the like weird one, yeah. sci-fi movie? Yeah. Right. I don't know a ton about this. This is out of my wheelhouse. Uh, Maybe you I've can inform me. S- I've seen it. I think it's on our Safabee uh, section. Just okay. for those also who are listening that want a bit more. Yeah, I'll more. tab over and take a scroll here. Uh, it looks pretty cool. I, again, I'm not a big Sophobie guy, and I'm especially not, like, as into, like, the designer stuff as all of you guys are. But Tetsuo the Iron Man is a fucking weird-ass movie that is amazing. Did and... I scroll back too far? I'm just seeing that really shit uh, Brant Peters thing. <laughs> you might have scrolled back too far. 
Or not far enough. I feel like it was quite a while back. Uh, that or, I guess, you know, I was like, give it a goog. Uh, they did a great sculpt with it, and it does fit real. I feel like it would fit really well in your, like, real head style army or that style of Sophobie collection. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's very cool. Again, it's not for me because I don't really Soft. collect toys of that caliber. Um, but, uh, I mean, if I was going to spend $200 on a Kickstarter spawn or a Tetsuo Iron Man, I do feel like the money would be well better spent on the Tetsuo Iron Man. Hmm. Or Tetsuo the Iron Man. Oh, yes, I am seeing this now here. Yeah, it looks pretty yeah, cool. It, yeah, aesthetically it's it's wonderful, but it's, uh, yeah, out of my uh, my realm of knowledge. But yeah. it's cool. It is very cool. Heck yeah. All right. Thank you, Uncle Jason. <laughs> Some dude, have you ever broken a figure? That mentally broke, broke you. Me. Oh, uh, I I mentioned it earlier, but my quarter scale xenomorph. That's the yeah. That's the one. That and that that's the most you. recent one for sure. I'm sure I've had a couple toys that have like. I think the earliest one was um, the Play Arts Final Fantasy VII Vincent. I remember that toy being so expensive at the time, mm. only for it to break out of packaging. Fuck. And I was like, but then again, turns out uh, Play Arts and Play Arts Kai figures breaking out of packaging is a feature, not a bug. Uh, so, <laughs> but no, like, yeah. the first was the, my first Xenomorph, just, like, it had a weird bow leg action and it fell down, like, less than a foot, and its hip shattered. I was able to replace it, uh, because the guys on Twitter is a fucking rad. Um, and then and the new I, one broke too, right? The new one broke right away. I, right. I have, I, I, like, it became a weird meme for a little bit, so I think, uh, I'll do, I'll do a reply, I'll send them the, the image, but we have an actual, like, meme from a while back of this fucking toy breaking on me, yeah, and me just, clunk, like, crumpling yeah. behind the counter. So. I I have had tremendous luck with my toys and toy collecting. Yeah, um, you're a gentle boy. I'm a gentle boy, but I'm also very lucky because like I own a lot of NECA things, and NECA's <laughs> notoriously break. So yeah, like yeah, I'm I'm stupid lucky. Um, and nothing that has broken has been like super traumatic and like hurt me. Um, I have like a common rider, pardon me, a common rider cyclone um, SHF bike, and somehow, I mean, not surprising, on its way from Japan back to Canada, um, the handlebar broke. Yeah. So like right where the the gear shift or the or rather the gear shift or the brake, I don't know how motorcycles work. So one of the things right. with the hands. Yeah the the right hand handle of it. Uh, simply broke Oof. and i never fixed it i just put it in like common rider's hand and just like put it close to where it should be and you i'm gotta like gotta take a safety enough. pin cut it off and then like just jam it <laughs> uh so i've been i've been very very lucky with my toys to not have anything um just like turn to ash in my hands like trying nice. to play with it so 
Um, my, my friend Adam, who also listens to us every once in a while, uh, we have a, a group chat where we, we post our code Adams, which is when our toys break horribly for us or have something wrong with them. Because he's cursed? He's cursed. He has the worst luck with toys. Um, like, it'll be, like, he'll open up a figure and, like, there'll be, like, a janky leg, but you wouldn't be able to see it the way that it was in the packaging. Right. Or, like, there'll be pieces missing, like, assembly pieces missing from a figure. Or it'll just, like, shatter to dust in his hands the second he opens it. It's, like, <laughs> three out of every five a, figures that he gets fucking That's explode. a shame. If that, if that happened to me, I don't think I'd be a toy collector. Yeah, no, he's got... Well, I mean, toys are fucking rad, so sometimes he's just kind of... Most of the time, they, like, everyone's like, okay, yeah, whatever, just... Actually, at ages three and up, he has to open his toys there to make it easier to do an exchange. That's how frequent it happens. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny. And it's, like, third party, first party, second party, Mm. fuck it... Party. 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 Yeah, anyway, so that's, um, we, when a, when a toy explodes in your hands when you first get it, we call it a code atom. Uh, avid Italian C-SPAN enjoyer. Is that a reference to the Tifa thing? Because, gross. <laughs> uh, which toy company will try to jump on the NFT bandwagon and end up falling off hard? Ooh. Hey, guess what? Apparently, Transformers is doing this. <laughs> oh shit! Well, it might not be Transformers. I think it's the like the artist that did the the box art for the original G one toys is doing NFTs. Yeah, of like oh. the original Transformer box art figures. So essentially. one company that will hop on it. And yeah. I want it to fall off hard will be Funko. There's oh, no yeah. doubt that Funko is going to do... I think they've probably already announced it. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, how have they not... But they probably... Um, they're yeah. going to do it, and the worst part is, is it's going to succeed. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not going to backfire. Funko fans will love it. Um... Yeah, I can will. think of I can think of a few movers and shakers in like the Safubi scene yeah. that I feel like are out of touch enough that they would be like, I'll do an NFT and like mm-hmm. and people honestly people would probably fucking love it. Uh shout out to Mutant Vinyl Hardcore. Uh good luck with your fucking <laughs> N- NFT whenever you decide to do that. Um but yeah, I feel like uh I feel like you're right. I think Transformer guy will try to do it and it'll fall off hard. Yeah. But I don't know if it's, like, officially backed by Hasbro. Right. I feel like... Oh, no. They also tried to do, like, a Megazord thing as well. Mm. And people got pissed. And, like... Here's the other thing as well. With NFT stuff, they'll announce them. People will get really pissed off about it. And then they'll be like, okay. And, like, they'll, nothing will come of it. And then just nothing happens. Yeah, and, like, you can't really enforce copyright on NFT because NFTs are, like, once they're minted, they exist. They exist yeah. forever within the blockchain. So it's, like, people are just doing whatever the fuck they want. It's the Wild Wild West, and it's, like, yeah, it's... The yeah, people I'm... who were... 
who are going to get rich off NFTs have already done it, and everybody else is just late to this weird, like, gold rush. Well, I think what... I feel like the whole NFT thing wouldn't have happened if Beeble didn't make, like, how many million was it? Or was it a billion? Yeah. It was, it was some, I don't think it was a billion, but it was, like, a really high number for an artist to make in a single right. thing. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And I think, like, that's what kicked this whole thing off. Right. So, it's, uh, it's wild. Uh, Legacy of Mediocrity. Do you enjoy playing the most favorable solo... I'm going to read this again. <laughs> Do you enjoy playing the most favorable solo pastime enjoyed by millions around the globe? Solitaire. I don't. I got no fucking time for that. My computer... Does my computer even have Solitaire? Don't you dare try to open Solitaire while you're running recording software, I'm gonna, you psycho. I'm just gonna, ch- I'm just gonna check. I'm just... Oh, wow. It really doesn't like me scrolling through anything. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a standard feature for Windows. Um, but, yeah, no, I, like, I've played Solitaire. Uh, yeah. Bo- both on the Bombooter and with a deck of cards. But mm-hmm. it brings me no joy. Uh, I think I've only really played it on, like, old computers. Yeah, like, Windows But if you're gonna five. play a video game on an old computer, it'll run regular Doom. Even a shareware version of it. So I'd rather do totally. that. Yeah. Totally. Uh, no, I can't say I'm a solitaire enjoyer. Sorry, my guy. Uncle Jason, can we have a neighborhood, neighborhood <laughs> update? Uh, AKA, has any crazy shit happened lately? Um, Is what's this your for favorite... me specifically? <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Harryhausen movie and why? Um, neighborhood update. Uh, nothing I think it's kind of for both of us. Because in the while. beginning of the demic, like, my car got broken into and there was, like, hobes, like, running wild and... Yeah. So I think it's a both question, but please tell me about your... Did I your did I talk about our car getting totaled yet? Yeah, your car got totaled like six times. Yeah, it just like kept a week. getting fucking like... Like everyone else's car just kept running the train on it. Um, yeah, no, no, it's been pretty chill here, which is nice. Uh, the, the fire hole uh, has a really bad mildew smell now. Oh, fun. So that's cool. Whenever I'm, like, walking to the bus to get to work first thing in the morning, I get to dry heave a little bit until mm. till I fucking get used to the smell of it. Um, so that's neat. Uh, yeah, no, it's been pretty chill, which is kind of nice. I'm, uh... Last month was... There was a lot going on last month, so... I kind of hope everything chills out. <laughs> yeah, you hope things just mellow? Yeah, or else I'm going to start swallowing some toys a la some dude. <laughs> um, yeah, my my neighborhood's been chill. Um, the city of Victoria has just kept displacing the homeless. Um, mm-hmm. And now they're slightly farther than they were before when they were like essentially in my backyard. Um, so there's... Uh, yeah, there's less bullshit. Like, there's okay. less, like, people screaming crazy shit in the middle of the night. There's less, 
like the cars on our street haven't been getting broken into like that was kind of a one and done so yeah it's chilled out around here which is nice um and generally speaking i think the sort of um uptick in like crime and violence in the downtown core that was very prevalent in the beginning of mm-hmm. the demic i think that's chilled out a little bit too so yeah it's now a langford crime and <laughs> yeah well Lang- langford crimes are chill it's just like people are like hey i went into the backyard and stole your canoe <laughs> like oh, it's, no. it's more like yard theft out in langford oh that's a weird thing that happened there's like someone that fucking manages to like ninja their way through the rings camera and like i'll see them like either leaving coming from like the back of the house or like going to it but i'll be like i'm not home who's home get the baseball bat let's do this right but um yeah no i I don't want to hurt anybody but i want someone to think that i will hurt them so that they stop coming back that's the (laughs) That's the vibe I'm going for. Um, and so my favorite oh. Harryhausen uh, movie and why is going to be uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3 when he's the bar patron. Oh. Because um, I love Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. The third one is less of a Beverly Hills Cop movie and more of like an isolated episode of Scooby-Doo that mm. takes place at an amusement park um, starring uh, Eddie Murphy. But yeah, I like... Uh, his performance as bar patron number two. Um, that's obviously a joke answer. He is in that movie as a cameo. but Actually? Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he the yeah. guy that made, like, stop motion stuff? Yeah, he, inve- he invented stop motion. Oh, shit, and he was um, in Jason... Oh, fuck, in Beverly Hills Cop. He's in Jason versus Freddy? <laughs> he's, he's in Jason and the Argonauts? Is he the skeleton? Yes, he is that. Um, oh. I think my default answer has to be, uh, did he do, King, he did King Kong, right? Uh, I was going to make a joke about a jacket and then say, oh, I'm thinking of Helly Hansen. Nice. That's pretty so, good. Yeah. Uh, I, a spoiler for my answer. Oh no, he did. He didn't do, um, I don't think he did. Uh, King Kong. I think what? he did okay, Mighty, Mighty Joe Young. Oh, I was look. I accidentally googled Helly Hansen again. God damn it! Yeah. Okay. So King King Kong inspired him to do stop motion animation. Uh. Okay. Okay. So I guess I don't have an answer. I'm not as prolific as Ray Harryhausen is in animation and what like as far as like moving the medium forward like he is a pillar but i guess i don't have an opinion because i haven't really seen just say elf he apparently did hell elf um much if any of his work so maybe this is a moment where um I, i should maybe it's maybe this is what i gotta do the fucking creature from 10 million miles to earth looks dope as shit though. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at some of the, the 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 things for Also, why is it saying elf? Did he do the stop motion in elf? Maybe. Um probably. Um Yeah, I was going to I I feel like such a fucking 
plebeian now because I thought Mighty Joe Young was like a baseball movie. Uh, so I no, think he I'm was the idiot. voice of a polar bear cub in Elf, apparently. Oh, wild, wild. Right. Uh, Earth versus the Flying Saucers looks cool. Uh, the Valley of Gowangi looks neat. I kind of want to say Clash of the Titans or Seventh Void of Simba because I feel like those are the only two ones that I know of. Well enough? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, that, the Gorgon in Clash of the Titans is such a fucking, like, iconic monster design. Right, right. And, like, I also feel like it's a very iconic toy. Because didn't they release, like, a real fucking, like, tight-ass toy of it back in the day? Well, now you have to Google that. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, what a, what a lackluster answer for you. Yeah, I, I am so sorry. We, I, uh... Uh, I, you're going to be added to the list of the uncles that I let down constantly. Uh. <laughs> it's it's interesting, too, that it's, like, it's not something that, like, um, something that was, like, part of my sort of, like, formative years as far as, mm-hmm. like, um, just, like, media goes. Because, like, there's some weird shit <laughs> that I, like, love. And I feel like it's adjacent. I don't know. It, like... I love the Marx Brothers, and that is the most old-timey, like, like boomer-ass, like, silent generation, I don't talk about what happened during World War II-ass thing, <laughs> to, like, to, like, be, like, to, like, truly love. Like, yeah. Night at the Opera is, like, one of my favorite movies, I think. Wow. Which is so weird that Who's somehow I didn't watch you? Clash of the Titans. Okay, okay. That's right? interesting, actually. Yeah. I'm sorry I called you a grandpa just now. That's okay. That's <laughs> all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I apparently, I don't know, I just, I'm, I'm uncultured. Black Jelly Bean Man, what is something that collectors used to do or know of that YouTube or social media has kind of spotlighted or popularized? Example, bag of random toys from thrift stores, hidden gem toy spots, obscure toy lawns, etc. So, like, what's something, like, YouTubers have kind of shown the light on that used to be, like, hidden gems for us collectors? Is that what it is? Like, hmm. I think that's kind of what he means. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, going thrifting, going flea marketing. Um, yeah. Like, sort of, yeah, the deep dives on deep dives on Ugh, I can't talk or function as a human being. Deep dives on obscure toy lines, things like that. I feel like you kind of covered all of the the things. Like yeah, like I... the the wealth of knowledge that is out there that previously wasn't is mm-hmm. incredible. Um, mostly due to a few key players. Like I think Toy Galaxy definitely pushed um, a lot of things out of the shadows and into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of toy lines that maybe would have been forgotten to the sands of time without, um, without YouTube channels like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a specific question that I don't have a specific answer for. I, I also feel that like there, there are a lot of toy hunt channels now. Mm. Uh, and that might be kind of more along the lines of this. So it's like, are, I'm going to take this as, are you... 
okay with the fact that there's toy hunt channels showing people like, oh, if you go to like blank place. My main thing is I'm always worried that someone's going to go like toy hunting in places with the sole purpose to flip something. Right. Like they're not going for the love of the game and the toy they want. They're going to find like a fucking planet of the apes action figure that's yeah. worth 500 dollars because like they if, want to just make money if someone posts i mean like realistically anyone can do whatever they want to do the second you buy something it's yours technically mm-hmm. um when it comes to toys and things like that but like if someone posted a video where they're like hey i, I heard that this one antique mall in fort langley has a bunch of vintage joes i'm gonna go there and you can buy them off of me for quadruple the price now. Like, if they're, like, posting, they're like, this is my toy hunt video, look at this, this is worth $4 million. And then you, like, then it links to their eBay site of them right. posting up. That's, like, that would be, I would, I'd be salty about that. Right. Because it's like, yeah. Maybe YouTube channels highlighted and spotlighted the fact that, like, you know the weird racks they have in most apartment stores that you can rip the bottom thing up and there's like a little gap underneath? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the thing they blew up where people stash their toys sometimes. Oh, but I did get you, in trouble for that once, though. You know what? You know what he teed, out, teed us up perfectly for? What is something that collectors used to do or know of that YouTube or social media spotlighted or popularized? It's a uh, fucking Frankenstein's. Uh, sorry, Frankenstein's in la yeah apparently frankensons got blown up on social media and apparently it fucking blows now oh no really yeah like it got ruined by people on tiktok going like i've gone to frankensons look at all the cool stuff and then like now apparently thank uh shout out to um TikTok, TikTok for teaching me how voice. to do that voice. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, apparently Frankensons um, slurps total balls right now. Oh, no. Yeah, that... Okay, that sucks. Like, again, I'm all... I'm not a gatekeeping guy. Like, that's that's not my thing. Yeah. I feel like if you're into stuff, you should definitely be into stuff. You should definitely, like, join us. Like, we're, we're fun. We like toys. We like sharing this experience with everybody. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, when it, like, <laughs> is, is this gentrification? Are we talking about gentrification of our hobbies? We are. We oh, are no. talking about gentrification. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's the thing that's affecting me now, I guess. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> if people are lining up for brunch in your neighborhood, you know your rent's going up. Oh, man. Brunch is so <laughs> good, though. Shit. Well, I think I think that just about does it for us here on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm good. Hell yeah, this was a fucking wonderful episode. It was good times. Thank you. Thank you for this. Yeah. For all of uh, this. Yeah, thanks everybody for asking us questions and whatnot and for just, you know, being a part of the thing we the, do here. The community, our little gentrification effort. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to blow up all the secret toy spots. Uh, was there anything you wanted to say to the people, Tony, before we get on out of here? If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and view us on iTunes and follow us on Spotify. Um, if you want to hang out with us, we have links to the Discord easily available. You know where to find us. But you're probably part of that already. You seem like a cool, cool type of cool person. Cool. cool um, 
Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh, to close out the episode, here is the dramatic reading of the uh, the eulogy. I guess it is the eulogy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I think a eulogy is the right. Yeah, the, the eulogy of Movieland Arcade, as th- seen through the lens of uh, Colm's beautiful mind. Uh, so yeah, enjoy, and we'll see y'all next week. Oh, Bye. Boba Fett for Greedo, notoriously bad trade. Oh yeah, yeah, we gotta gotta Greedo or Boba Fett. You walk out of the rain under a marquee that used to illuminate the dreams you had as a child. Now a teen, you step into the loving embrace of a heavy door with cracked glass. The initial push is almost Sisyphean in nature, but then the pressure equalizes and that boulder is now weightless. And the amazing smell of sweat and quarters, joy and anger all rolled into one slaps you in the face. Then the sounds. Oh, the sounds. 16-bit themes, bells dinging, the dreaded chime of Pac-Man giving into the void and averting himself into nothingness. Screams of elation and utter defeat. The sounds of love. It's an assault on all your senses, but somehow you want more. Your pockets are heavy with the change you found in your parents' couch cushion, jars, old pants, any and all corners of your house. You walk more like Glide. This is heaven. Passing by Galaga, The Simpsons, House of the Dead, Street Fighter 2. Caught in the smallest peripheral of your eye, you see it. No, them, many in a row. Your childish curiosity tugging at your better judgment. After 20 seconds of weighing your options that felt like years, you decide to take a peek. Why not? Street Fighter 2 will always be there for you. Always. The gliding stops, and you must step with precision. Every placement of your feet is more important than the last. You move like Ninja Gaiden, or the unnamed protagonist from the first Prince of Persia. You named him Carl. You pull back the small curtain that's far too short. It would only cover your torso, and at the same time you think to yourself, but why? You read the tape that's slowly peeling off, like a tome made from scotch. You read an inscription that will make all too much sense to you soon. M-M-F-B-J. You pull out a quarter. You see above the slot, one dollar. What a ripoff. Begrudgingly, your hand swims in your pocket in a wave of nickels and dimes, and soon you find it. The golden octagonal coin. The loony. You slip it into the slot and stand on your tippy toes as a whole new void opens. You fall back in fear and excitement and your head lands on the ground. You wake up in a cold sweat, gasping. This is the nightmare of nostalgia. Shit, you're running late. Again, Carl's going to kill you. You run out the door, toast hanging out of your mouth, mask in hand, thinking about how this would be cool in an anime, but in real life it's childish. You pass by it like you do every day on your way to work, but today you stop. Looking at the extinguished marquee, a beast of countless eyes dimmed by the hero of time. You toss a coin at the door and say a prayer. Thank you for all the marvelous wins and gracious losses temple of cheat codes and peepholes. You live in the dreams of nostalgia of heaven. A fire that will never stop burning inside. Fuck, now I'm really late. An ode to Movieland Arcade.